Well, good morning, church. So glad to be here with you today. Can everyone here at our Broken Arrow campus help me welcome those joining us online and at all of our other campuses today? We are so glad that you're here with us and joining us. And man, I, I just love summers at Battle Creek because we get to have some of the best guests with us. And today, I'm excited because we not, not only get to hear from some guests, but really their, their extended family for us here at Battle Creek Church. And so it's going to be a special day today. And you know, one of the questions that we get most often as a church is, what does our church do for missions? And how do I get involved? Or maybe uh, this question comes up frequently. Can you tell me about what our church does and the partnership that we have in Egypt, in the Middle East, since we talk about it all the time? And, and I think people ask those questions for a few different reasons. You know, for some of you, you may ask that question because you are passionate about missions. You know, maybe you came from a church that did lots of missions work, or maybe you just, you've seen the way that Jesus calls us to go and to make disciples and go beyond the walls of the church. And, and yet for others of you, you want to know because you want to know how your generosity is making a difference. You, know, you give faithfully week in and week out, and so you want to know how is it making a difference in our world. And, and then there are others of you who you ask the question because you want to bring glory to God with another uh, stamp in your passport. And you're like, I don't know where we're headed, but I've got my passport. My yes is on the table. Let's do this. And the good news is that missions is really in the foundation of our church. I mean, it's been part of our DNA since day one as a church. And the vision of our church is to help all people, all people of all ages, all the time to advance in their journey with Christ. But that vision is not limited to just the greater Tulsa area. You know, there's no, there's no geofence that suddenly activates that vision if you get within a certain number of miles of one of our campuses. It's a, it's a global vision because we serve a global God. In fact, when you look at Scripture, it is hard to miss the sending activity of God. It's all throughout the Bible. From Genesis all the way through the New Testament, perhaps most famously, is Jesus' commissioning of the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, when he says, Therefore, would you say it with me? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know many of you, you know this verse. Many of you have memorized this verse. But maybe you're here today and you're new in faith, or maybe you're still questioning this Christianity thing. This is the charge. This is what we've been called to do, to go and make disciples, not only to introduce people to Jesus, but to help them follow him well in every arena of life. Jesus also says to his disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says that you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The way we say it around here at Battle Creek Church is this, that you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Tulsa, throughout Oklahoma, throughout the U.S., and to the ends of the earth. Church, the assignment hasn't changed. And really, it won't until Jesus returns. And so we aren't just a church with a mission. We are a church on mission with God. There's a big difference. In fact, that's what it means to be co-missioned. Uh, it's a co, it's a together mission. This is God's mission, and he's invited us to be a part of it. And so the question is not whether or not a church should engage in global missions. The question really is, how is the church engaging in global missions? And so I'm excited to help get to answer that question today, and, and really then to look at what are the implications for you and, and for me? 
And since we have so many people who are brand new to the Battle Creek Church family at all of our campuses, I'm going to spend a little bit of time today looking back at where we've been. And then we're going to have our family come and share a little bit about where we are today and then look forward to see what's on the horizon for us as a church and all the while considering how do we stay on mission with God's vision. Let's pray together and then we'll jump in. God, we are so grateful that you've called us to an amazing work. And and God, that you haven't just delegated some task to us, but that this is your mission and that you have invited us and and allow us to be a part of it. God, thank you for the privilege of getting to partner with you. And God, I pray that today as we uh, look at the way that you're working and moving in our world, God, I pray that we would be encouraged, that we would be inspired. And God, I pray for a holy discontent to be stirred in each of our hearts and lives that that would compel us and, and propel us to engage in missions and engage in your vision in an even deeper way. And so, God, we thank you for the time that we have together, and we give you all glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to begin by looking back a little bit where we've been as a church. So Battle Creek Church began almost 20 years ago, and I didn't uh, have the privilege of being here at that time. I think at that point I was still playing with Legos and, and Little League soccer, but, but 20 years ago, it's hard to believe, 20 years as a church. In fact, we're getting ready to celebrate the 20th birthday party, and so if you haven't put it on your calendar yet at all of our campuses, be here August 20th. We're going to have a massive birthday party together and just celebrate all that God has done over the last 20 years as a church. And, and really, things started in this mall, the, the Mall of America, and there's about, which is now our Broken Arrow campus today, and about 120 people gathered together. And despite being millions of dollars in debt, there was a heart to be missional, a heart to be missional, to think beyond the needs of Battle Creek Church to the needs of the global church at large. It's one of the things that I love about our church. In fact, it's one of the main reasons that my wife and I were drawn to Battle Creek is the heart for missions that they have, that we have. And so early on, Battle Creek Church helped to launch a church in South America, but it wasn't long before they began asking the question, how do we engage in an ongoing mission effort? So the church planned a trip to investigate what kind of missions work we could participate in. And, and since the church really couldn't even afford the light bill at that time, and since Pastor Alex's father is Egyptian and still had some family connections, they thought, well, why not start in Egypt? Why not go there? And if you're anything like me and maybe you're a bit more financially minded, you may ask, well, why would you go on a trip? Like, why, why make that a priority when the church is struggling to even pay the light bill? And, and I love this about our church. The reason, the answer is this. They realized if not then, then it would never happen. And Battle Creek Church put their yes on the table. And, and here's what's true about churches. Here's what's true about you and what's true about me. The habits and the values that you establish today will determine what happens tomorrow. The habits and the values you establish today will make a difference tomorrow. The Bible affirms that principle over and over. That people who aren't generous when they have little today tend not to be when they have more tomorrow. That those who don't serve when life is crazy today tend not to even when it's not tomorrow. And the point is this. The point is that we shouldn't delay what God's called us to today. Don't delay what God's called you to today. This is key to staying on mission with God's vision. And if you're looking for a verse to back that up, just read the book of Jonah. Don't delay what God's called you to. 
And I think the truth is that the most of us, we can be so good at talking ourselves out of things. I know this is true for me in my life. I mean, many times I'll, I'll start to think, man, I, I just, I need to eat healthier. And I've been eating food that's, you know, creating mental fog. And so I'll go to my wife, Sarah, and say, Sarah, let's, let's make a plan to eat healthy for the next few weeks and try to really get back on track. And let's clear out all the sugar from our house. And, and so we'll do it and we'll make a great plan and everything's going great until I get that notification about the new crumble cookie lineup. And it's amazing how you can just talk yourself out. I mean, I'll look, at the, I'll look at the advertisement and think, well, someone put a lot of work into that advertisement. Like, I should at least do them the favor of enjoying that Butterfinger cookie, which was so good uh, this week, in case you didn't get it. But we make all sorts of excuses. You know, we can talk ourselves out of things. Maybe you've said something like this. You've said, you know, the timing just doesn't feel right. The timing doesn't feel right. Church, the enemy loves it when we delay. He loves it when we delay because he doesn't want you to experience God's blessings in your life. Just because the timing doesn't feel right doesn't mean it isn't right. And I love that as a church that they agreed to take this exploratory trip to Egypt even though the timing didn't feel right. And so they agreed to take this trip and the very next day in the one-year Bible plan, which I know so many of us do here at Battle Creek each year, they, they plan to take this trip to Egypt. The very next day, here's the passage that comes up. It's Isaiah 19, beginning in verse 18. It says, in that day, now that phrase right there, in that day is messianic, meaning that it's pertaining to the second coming of Christ. And so this is end time language that we're reading here in Isaiah. It says, in that day, five of Egypt's cities will follow the Lord of heaven's armies. They will even begin to speak Hebrew, the language of Canaan. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt, and there will be a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and a witness that the Lord of heaven's armies is worshipped in the land of Egypt. When the people cry to the Lord for help, he will send them a savior who will rescue them. The Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians. Yes, they will know the Lord, for the Egyptians will turn to the Lord, and he will listen to their pleas and heal them. I love that just after the church decided we're going to Egypt, this is the passage that shows up. And when moments like that happen, we should pay attention as followers of Christ. And this is the passage that really was the spark that lit the fire for us as a church. In fact, if you dig into this passage and if you look at what the Old Testament scholars have to say, the consensus is that this portion of Isaiah is unfulfilled prophecy. Meaning that what God inspired Isaiah to write about Egypt thousands of years ago still hasn't come to pass today. And since we believe that God is a God of his word, that he is faithful to complete what he begins, our church decided we're going to commit to engage in this promise. Because this is a guaranteed investment. And here's what we discovered. As we began going and as we went into Egypt, we found there's more than 100 million people in Egypt. 90% of them are Muslim. 10% are Egyptian Orthodox. Less than 1% of 100 plus million people are evangelical Christians. Now, I'm not very good at math, but what that equates to is a massive mission field. And so our church began showing up and learning and serving and trying to figure out what it looks like to do ministry in Egypt. And we had families from our church who went to live there full time and, and really be the boots on the ground. And you know, the initial vision that we had as a church was to start a campus that was very similar to what we have here in Tulsa. 
You know, all of our campuses here, we have Sunday services, we have, we have uh, small groups that meet throughout the week. There's this congruence uh, that we have between all of our campuses. And through those things, we're able to help people to know God and find freedom and discover their purpose and make a difference. And so that was the vision for what we wanted to do in Egypt. But God, how many times do we see but God in our lives, right? But God had a way of doing more than we could ever ask or imagine. And what we have in Egypt now is not just a campus. In fact, when you look at what we see in Egypt, the space there is incredibly limited. And so this facility, this is our Cairo facility, uh, it can only seat about 100 people at a time. But get this, more than 3,000 people are coming through these doors every single week. How amazing is that? And so obviously what they do here is different than what we do in Tulsa. You know, there's less emphasis on the large gathering and much more emphasis on the small groups. But what we've seen is it's exploded into a movement. And so in addition to the Sunday services, they've got small groups, they've got recovery groups that they've begun that's much like our Celebrate Recovery ministry here, helping people to deal with their addictions and their hurts and habits and hangups of life. They've created a CrossFit ministry, which has opened the door, and they've seen many people come through the doors of the church who would never otherwise come through the doors of the church. And they're helping to serve other churches and other organizations, an online ministry that's reaching thousands upon thousands of people every week. And then in 2017, they launched TC Jordan, which is now reaching refugees. In fact, more than 20,000 people have come through and have benefited through the ministry of TC Jordan. In 2020, They launched TC Alexandria, and then this year, TC Fayum has been launched. And so people are hearing and responding to the gospel all to the glory of God. I mean, can we celebrate that as a church? That's just amazing what we're seeing and what God is doing. And so what we have in Egypt as a church, it's not just like a three-year partnership. No, what we have is an extended family. And so we thought in true family form, let's have a bit of a family reunion here today. And so today we have the privilege of getting to hear from Pastor Tony and Vonda, uh, who have been spearheading the charge in Egypt for almost the last decade, and as well as Delmi, who's our missions director here at Battle Creek Church. And so would you at, at all of our campuses help me give a warm family welcome to Pastor Tony and Vonda and Delmi today. Oh, I'm so excited for us to get to share a little bit of time together. And thank you guys for being here, for making time to come and join us. And, and Pastor Tony, I know we've started by sharing a little bit about where we've been and some of the history of Battle Creek's involvement in Egypt. But I'd love for us to start today with what is God doing today? And what are you sensing and seeing God do, not only in Egypt, but really throughout the ministry of the Middle East? And so why don't we start there today? So I will start by uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for uh, all of the encouraging and helping and praying and supporting. Uh, I'm a part of this body of Christ. In October 2014, when I pray at my home, before all of this ministry, God told me that you will be a part of a body of Christ to serve Egypt and Middle East. Here in the church, we have uh, three groups, different three groups. First group, before 20 years, and they are praying, they are excited, and they have a lot of faith. And because of these people, because they say, yes, we are here today. Actually, I'm not a part of that when the church start to pray and to, to receive a clear message about Isaiah 19. 
And because this group of people praying and giving and Alex travel, we will not be here today. So thank you for the, the, like the, the people who start, because without it, the start, without, without it, yes, before 20 years, we will not be here today. After that, in 2014, we have a new group, and I'm a part of this group, who has come to say, yes, we want to start. We want to, to establish something clear in Egypt and the Middle East. During that time, in 2014, December, we serve only 40. Today, we celebrate that we serve all over Egypt and the Middle East more than 8,000 weekly. So just, just to clarify, there was, in 2014 when you came, there was 40 people, and since then more than 8,000 have come. And, and I think just as a, a pastoral moment for us today as a church, uh, don't forget that when God is working, it may seem like it's taking time. You know, we started more than 20 years ago, but it's taken time. And since then, God's energy and momentum behind it has exploded into... Yes, me. this is just in our facility in a small group at homes. But during social media, during media, we serve more than... We serve millions. We have a church online every Sunday night. We have a podcast. We have a digital media. So we have a lot of work in digital because we want to serve unreached people. Egypt is big. Middle East is big. Because of that, we try to work a lot in social media. And actually, so the first group prayed for 20 years. After that, a new group from church member, new member in the church in 2014, start to be with us and supporting us, giving us. And actually, the church give us a lot. And now we have a new, new groups. I think the church have new members. And I will tell you something. You are in a start point. We are not finishing. We are in a start point. Yes, we have three branches. Yes, we have a church in Jordan. Yes, we are working in five cities in Egypt, but we still have a big dreams. Not just five cities, but more and more. We want to reach all of Egypt and all of Middle East. Starting August, I will be in Iraq. After that, I will travel again to open new ministry, a new brand, new church in Jordan. Then I will be in Sudan. After that, I will be in Syria. So we have a dream to work all over Middle East. Thank you, church, because you trust us and you start with us. Today, when we start in 2014, only Better Creek is giving to us and start to support us, praying, sending groups, praying from America, support with Better Creek to build the kingdom in the Middle East. Without this church, without your trust, without your praying, without your giving, we'll not be celebrating today. So thank you, the church. Thank you for people start before 20 years. People start in 2014. And I believe we have a new group will push the future now with us and will be with us in Middle East. By visiting us, it's a huge impact. So I want to encourage you to keep praying. I want to encourage you to keep giving to the church because the church is giving us. And when I ask Delmi and Alex and all of the people here, sending to me and supporting me. And I want to invite you to come and visit us. I will tell you something. A lot of news you listen about in the news about Middle East is not right. Egypt is saved more than Oklahoma. Trust me. There's no tornadoes, right? We didn't have tornado. You have tornado here. So Egypt is saved. We enjoy life. We celebrate. We Actually, I'm excited because I will uh, travel to Egypt tomorrow. 
I miss my food and my family and my people, my ministry. And when I will arrive, I have a conference with Better Creek with a student. So come and join us. That's awesome. Yes. You know, one of the things that Pastor Tony said and kind of just glossed over, but I don't want us to, to miss it. You know, there's a huge emphasis on the unreached and, and reaching out to those in the community of, of Egypt and throughout the Middle East. And he said a podcast, but Pastor Tony actually has the number three podcast in all of the Middle East currently and is using that as a way to bring people in. And so um, I'd love to hear maybe just a little bit about what is, you know, how is God using that and uh, maybe, Vonda, maybe you could even speak to you know, some of the books that have been written and the way that God is using that uh, to bring people into the ministry and, uh, and share a little bit. Thank you. It's always hard to speak after preaching of pastors. So <laughs> I, feel, I feel somehow I'm, <laughs> I can't do it. So uh, through the last, uh, last, I think, three years, we started two podcasts, and one of them is Tony. And he's very, very successful because he's talking with the people in all of Egypt, not about just Christian things, but about how their life can be better and better. So this, and Tony wrote, or he put a title for two books, and there is like three, four ghost uh, writers. They wrote uh, books about how you get... No, I'm the writer, I'm the writer. (laughs) How you get recovered from addictions, all kind of addictions, behavioral addictions, and how you discover the root of this problem and how you overcome this. And the second book about resiliency, how you build your resiliency, how you be more strong in front of all the crises you, uh, you meet. So this is what we are doing through the podcast and the social media. The second podcast about women because women in the Middle East and the Arabic women is not all the time had the opportunity to tell their stories. So we're trying to unveil the narrative of them, just to telling the untold story. And through that stories, they get relate more and more and asking questions about the hope and love. And at that moment, we start to share about Jesus Christ, that he is the only hope we have. Which is amazing and an encouragement for us as a church. There's power in your story, and it's through those stories that people are coming in and hearing the gospel. So regarding the book, actually, Vanda is a writer, but he bought my name in the cover to make more sell. So the first <laughs> book is the bestseller in Egypt and Middle East, thank God. But actually, she's doing a lot in TC. She's writing all of our curriculum, all of our book, all of our discipleship uh, books. So we have a lot of groups, discipleship group in Egypt, in all over Egypt. And the number one podcast episode was with Vonda. So, <laughs> uh, well, so that's a little bit about where we're at today. Why don't you share a little bit about kind of where you're seeing God lead into the future and what the future is going to look like, not only in Egypt, but in through the Middle East. So the work in Egypt now is very stable. We start the city branch. They're doing very well. And we have a two potential area, Elmenia and the Asyut. We have a leader there. We have a group there. So are waiting for any church to come and say, we are with you, and then we'll open another two branch to be five city. But actually now my dream and what's in my heart, me and my wife and the leader of TC, to start reach Middle East. So our plan, starting August, to work in Middle East and to reach Middle East. And part of our dream is to work more and more by digital. We have a lot of groups 
by Zoom, by digital, discipleship group by digital. So our dreams to extend in digital, our dream to open another two branch, our dream to reach all of Middle East, starting by Iraq, and then again another branch in Jordan for Jordanian. You saw it before, is serving refugees. So we, we have a new ministry in Jordan, and we pray for Sudan, and then we'll be in Syria. Awesome, awesome. Well, tell me, what would you say to us just as Battle Creek? Is there any other information about Egypt that you think we should know? And then for those that are saying, how do I get involved? What's the next step? Can you just give us what those next steps would be? Absolutely. Battle Creek Church, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your generosity. And I think that as you're sitting there today and you're listening, you know, to what Tony and Vonda are sharing, you're like, how is that even possible? You know, how is that even able to happen in a country where, you know, maybe we have to find creative ways or innovative ways to spread the gospel? And it is happening because of your generosity. You know, as I've been learning and, you know, as this time that I've been working with TC, I've been just thinking about how crazy it is that it all started in that green room back there and just to see it where it is now and how many people is reaching, you know, 8,000. And it's just amazing. And it happens because of you. And so thank you so much for your generosity, for you believing in the mission of the church and the heart for the Middle East. And so if you are ready, we are ready to bring you. Um, we have a couple of trips that are happening. Uh, we have one going out next Tuesday, so be praying for us. But we have one in September for businessmen. Tony, I would love for you to maybe share a little bit more about that. Yeah, we, we, we have a different kind of service. We have a service for preteens. Young generation, we have a service for teens, we have a service for business people, employee and drunk professional, recovery, woman, discipleship, digital church. We have a different kind of ministry. Related to the business, our heart to serve Egypt and serve our, because the economy now in Egypt is not good. So we want to, to, to start in each, every September, starting this September, the first week, a, a three days event with the business Egyptian people, American business people, investors from America, to come alongside the Egyptian people and they work together. They build a relationship together. They pray together. They encourage each other and they support each other by investing, by being a part of the work. So please, if you are ready, come in September. If you want any information, you can be with Delmi and ask any question. But I will share about students. Because trip, when they come to Egypt, they make a huge impact. Today, we, our plan before December to reach and work in a small group with 1,000 teens. The movement start last year when the church sent 40 students to us. I don't know if we can see the picture yes. now. Yeah, we can show that photo of the, this was last year's student trip that came. So more, more than 250 or 3,000 students attend last year when the church sent a group of 40 students. And now we have, after one week, the second event, and we have more than 500, 480 years today. So they will be in the conference. But this is not our dream. Our dream, all of these people to be 1,000, and we will meet weekly at small group on all over the Egypt. Our dream is, we say it, see uh, SLC student leadership community, 1,000 student to be follow Christ, abide to Christ and to be light in the college. Absolutely. And so that is just one of the innovative ways. And, you know, when I get the opportunity to introduce TC to another church and they will ask, like, why TC? You know, why should, why should we play a part in what they're doing in the Middle East? And I say, because of the way that they're reaching the next generation. It is in a very 
crazy, innovative way how they are connecting with people and how they're constantly just being able to, there is just a favor that it's unexplainable, I would say, even with the government and just how much they've opened the doors to say, hey, there is something good that you guys are doing and we want to be a part of that. So church today, there's some ways that I wanted to encourage you. If you are, you know, right there sitting and maybe you're feeling in your spirit and you're prompt to say, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to take that step. Well, I want to encourage you to pray. Pray and ask the Lord where he leads you and for you to join us in one of our, our trips and one of the upcoming ones. And we would love for you to get connected and be able to experience uh, yourself what the Lord is doing there. And pray for Tony and Vonda. Pray for the Lord to protect them, to continue to have his hand upon them and to continue to give them favor and grace among just many people that they get to interact with. And then pray for just the work and everything that's happening in TC Egypt so they can continue to reach not only Egypt, but they can continue to expand into the Middle East. Like I said before, your generosity makes a huge difference, makes a difference in the way that we're able to do ministry, the way that we're able to reach the next generation, help women get out of addiction. And one of the things that I, you know, got to experience just this past month when I was there is just, it's amazing to see how much women and men are desperate to know about, hey, there's about God. There's something different among the people that get to visit them and minister to them. And they want that in their lives and they want that to be a part of who they are. So continue your generosity through all in. We've been able to make an impact, but I know that we will continue to do so by expanding into the Middle East and then go. You know, if you have that passport ready and if you say, hey, tell me I'm ready to get an uh, Egypt uh uh, stamp on my passport. Well, bring it on. We are so excited to bring you with us. We have a couple of trips listed for the fall and you can go and find out all this information by going to battlecreekchurch.com slash outreach. We are so excited and we are ready to bring you into the Middle East. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I've loved uh, just in sharing or in, in hearing stories from our church family who have been in Egypt and have gone on one of these trips is just how powerful the time of worship is. And there's just something about singing the same songs in different languages that is just a beautiful picture of heaven. And, and so since we're not in Egypt, uh, one of the ways that we can worship together is to partner together in prayer. And I know that, Dummy, you were just talking about that. There's power in our prayer. And so, um, Vonda, if you'd share a little bit, um, what are some specific ways? We have a lot of prayer warriors, not only here at our Broken Arrow campus, but all of our campuses. What are some specific ways that we can partner to pray alongside of you and your family in this season to come? I believe that prayer is the key for everything. So because we are pray, we can just have and we can get and we can take. So thank you for prayers because because of your prayer, we could do our part of the job from the beginning. Since Isaiah 19, three branches right now located in Egypt and we're still praying for the two. We have potential places, but we want you to pray with us for the two another branches right now to start to be open in the next year and we want you to pray with us to go not just only for the for Egypt but going to the Middle East this highway the prophecy said there is highway between Egypt Assyria and Israel Assyria is an area it's a Levant it's the Middle East it's not one place called Syria and I don't know if you know that I'm Syrian I born in Syria and raised in Syria so for me, this is very precious too. But I want you to pray for the highway to be between Egypt, Syria, Iraq, Sudan, and all the area of Middle East. 
for fulfillment to this prophecy. So this is the first part of your prayer. The second, pray for more leaders to be equipped, more leaders to be willing to come and join because the harvest is plenty, but the worker is very few. So I believe that God will anointed leaders for us to come and to be on board to do the work. The third is more resources for us, maybe more churches to be on board, more people to be like want to be involved in ministry, more trips and all this. And for sure, protection for our family and for our life. Absolutely. Well, we'd love to take a moment to pray for you. But you know, since we are kind of an extended family, I'd love, would you, Pastor Tony, pray for us as a church uh, in Arabic would be awesome. And then Delmi, would you pray for them? And, uh, and then we'll continue with some next steps of where the church is going beyond this and the next adventure to come. So. يا رب اشكرك من اجل الكنيسه اشكرك يا رب من اجل جسدك الحي يا رب اشكرك يا رب من اجل روحك يا رب الذي يسود يا رب على المكان يا رب اشكرك يا رب من اجل القلوب الخاضعه ليك والمستعده لخدمتك يا رب يا رب اصلي لاجل نعمه جديده يا رب تغطي الكنيسه بصلي من اجل القياده بالروح القدس بصلي من اجل اعمال يا رب مليانه بالمعجزات في وسط هذا الجسد يا رب بصلي يا رب القلوب تنفتح اكتر للشركه معاك والعمل معاك والثبات فيك يا رب بصلي يا رب من اجل انك تتمم مشيتك مع الكنيسه وبصلي يا رب من اجل وحده لينا يا رب كجسد كبير في العالم كله لخدمتك ولاعلان مجدك يا رب بصلي حمايه على الكنيسه حمايه على شبابها وعائلاتها وعلى شيوخها بصلي كمان يا رب من اجل امتداد اكتر واكتر يا رب يا رب صلاتي في اسم يسوع امين Heavenly Father I thank you for Tony and Vanda I thank you for their lives. I thank you for their heart for the Middle East. God, I thank you for what they're doing already in Egypt. And I thank you for what they will continue to do together, God, into expanding into the Middle East. God, I pray for protection over their lives. I pray protection over their family. I pray, God, that you are always going before them on the side and behind them, God. I just pray that you continue to move in their hearts, God, that they are led by your spirit to know where to go next, where you're leading them to go into the next place. God, I thank you for what you're doing in TC Egypt. I thank you for their leadership, for the leaders that are taking TC Egypt into the, the next place that you want it to be, Lord. I just pray that you continue to give them ideas, that you continue to innovate their, their minds, and that you continue to bless them, God, with partnerships around them. But not only that, Lord, that they continue to listen to your spirit. God, I thank you for why they will continue to do the impact that they're already making and what they will continue in the way that they will continue to reach the Middle East. God, I thank you for them. I pray for them and I pray for TC in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, would you help me uh, thank Pastor Tony and Vonda for being here with us today? So grateful. And uh, they actually did a, an hour-long podcast with our creative team this week that's going to drop on social medias and websites and stuff uh, later on. So be looking for that if you want to hear more about what God is doing in and through that work in the ministry there. And, and tell me, we get to talk a little bit about what's next for Battle Creek. Yes. And we have been you know, heavily invested in the Middle East and in Egypt. And some churches choose to have lots of different partnerships with lots of missionaries uh, all over the place. You, know, you go into the auditorium and there's flags from every nation. And, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great way to do missions. But at Battle Creek, we've really felt led for the last 20 years to make a huge impact in a very focused region. And so that's what we've done for the last 20 years. God's hand has been on it. Uh, but we've continued to be praying and asking God, what are you doing, and how can we partner with you? And certainly as the influence and generosity of Battle Creek Church has expanded, there's been more opportunities that have emerged. And so 
Can you tell us what's next for us and what's on the horizon uh, for Battle Creek Church? Absolutely. Uh, I am so excited. As a fellow Salvadorian, I am excited to bring part of Battle Creek and a part of my home from here back to my home in El Salvador and be able for you guys to be a part of what is happening there. And so this December, we get to take you uh, not through the holiday season. Do not worry. Uh, But we are calling it Christmas with a purpose. Our goal is to go there and serve the families specifically women that are dealing with addiction. And our goal as a church is to be able to what we've done in TC, the way that the Lord has used us and blessed us and just how we've been able to do it good there. We want to be able to help and empower the people in El Salvador as well. And so um, hopefully starting this December, we get to be a part of bringing in an inpatient home for women in recovery. And so it is open to everyone, not just women, but we would love for you to be a part of what the Lord is already already doing there and how you can continue to make a difference. So for those of you that may be traveling 16 hours on plane, it might be a little challenging. This would be a great first step for you to get your uh, toes dip in the water, like you say, um, and be able to test out maybe what the Lord has for you. And, you know, earlier today I was talking to my boss and he said, I believe that every Christian should have a passport because you never know where the Lord is going to send them. So that is that for you today. I hope that you guys are encouraged just by hearing, you know, how Battle Creek is making an impact and how you get to play a part in what's already happening. So in El Salvador, there's not only beautiful women, Josh, but there's also a great food, You're great You're single. Fellowship. This is the trip for you. Apparently. Yes, yes, so. yes, yes. Uh, but there's a great opportunity for you to make an impact in what the Lord is doing already there. That's awesome. And you were sharing with me, I I had no idea, but in the entire country of El Salvador, there's not a single inpatient home for recovery for women. And so in the entire country, women that are dealing with addictions and hurts and habits and hangups, there's no resources for them. And so we get to take what we've seen be very successful in Egypt and bring it to El Salvador. Um, And so I'm excited. And so if people want more information on El Salvador and the trip that's coming up in December, where where do they go? What do they do? Absolutely. You can go to battlecreekchurch.com slash outreach, complete a form right there, and we will get in contact with you, give you more information. And today we're launching our Instagram. So follow us on Battle Creek Outreach and you will get more information. You'll be able to hear more stories about what is happening in the Middle East, uh, the trip that we get to take next week and our upcoming trips. Awesome. Well, can you help me thank Delmi and uh, all of our missions teams doing amazing things? And church, I hope today that, I hope that you're encouraged. I I hope that you're proud of what we get to be a part of because we're seeing the fruit from the seeds that have been planted and of continuing to show up and be present in Egypt. And and certainly there's great expectation for what God is going to do as we go into El Salvador and And I think many times on weekends like this, these missions weekends at church, it can almost feel just like a sterile report card. And something I've been praying against all week, that that we wouldn't just have a lot of information about what's going on, but that we would have a next step. And today, I hope that every one of us sees how each one of us can truly get involved. We're not just a church with a mission. We are a church on mission. And missions is not just an event. It's not just a trip that we go on. Missions is a lifestyle that we live. I mean, that's what Jesus' commission is all about in Matthew 28. This is an all-skate for us as a church. This is a team sport. There's no sidelines. Jesus isn't asking any of us to simply warm the bench. He wants us in the game. And so today, it, it is about being encouraged, but really, it's about each and every one of us joining in what God is doing, about being on mission with God's vision.
all of us, church, all of us should pray. And most of us can give and many of us can go. And maybe today, maybe as you've sat here and you've listened to what God is doing in these different places, maybe you're realizing that that God is asking you to do all three of those things. See, what has happened at Battle Creek Church, what God has done in and through us as a ministry has come through people who have put their yes on the table. As I mentioned earlier, we can be so good at talking ourselves out of things and, and skirting what God wants us to do. If you look at in Matthew 8, there's this encounter that Jesus has with a, a man who says, Jesus, I want to follow you, but first, first let me go and bury my father. The context of the story suggests that the man's father is still alive. And so what he's really asking Jesus, what he's really saying is, Jesus, let me follow you later. Jesus, let me follow you once I've figured out this part of my life or I've done what I want to do. Jesus, let me follow you when it's convenient. Church, delayed obedience is not obedience. The question that I would ask today is when you think about praying, when you think about giving or going on mission, when you think about living out on mission with God's vision, which again, it goes to the ends of the earth, but it begins here in Tulsa. It begins in Owasso and in Jinx and Midtown and Downtown and South Tulsa. When you think about living on mission with God's vision, what is it that scares you the most? What is it that creates the most heartburn for you? And could it be that that's exactly where God is asking you to start? Church, may we be a church that doesn't delay what God has called us to today. Imagine what would happen Imagine what would happen if every one of us was living out on mission, if every one of us was committed to joining in the work that God is doing in our world, if every one of us said, God, we're putting our yes on the table. We don't know what all it includes. We don't know what that means financially. God, there's some fear involved. There's some things that are uncertain that I don't know about, but God, I'm saying yes to whatever it is that you're gonna ask. May we be a church that doesn't delay. May we be a church that says, God, we're gonna be on mission. Would you pray with me today? God, we thank you for the time that we've had, the, the time to, to hear about the work that you're doing. And God, again, we thank you that, that you are at work in our world, a world that is so broken and is so in need of the saving good news of Jesus. And God, we pray that you would help us in this moment, convict us, encourage us, inspire us. God, would you give us a next step? In fact, today I would Love to give the Holy Spirit just a moment to help you in what your next step may be. And so would you ask God, would you pray right now in your heart, would you say, God, when it comes to being on mission, what is the next step you're asking me to take? Would you pray that prayer right now? And as you pray that, and as maybe the Spirit begins to reveal some things to you, Would you ask him, God, is there an excuse or is there a story, a narrative in my mind that is preventing me from doing what you've called me to? And if so, God, would you reveal it? Maybe maybe it's apathy. If you go, there's apathy in my heart over getting involved, would you pray right now and say, God, give me a passion. God, give me a burden for the things that are on your heart. Maybe, Maybe it's inconvenience is the stumbling block. Would you pray and say, God, help me. Help me to grow in my selflessness. 
to put you truly first above all things. Maybe, maybe the Spirit's revealing that there's some fear there. Would you pray boldly, say, God, give me faith for this season. Maybe it's ignorance, and, and you just don't know what you don't know. Would you pray and say, God, give me awareness. Help me to, to have the right information to know how to act and how to respond. Maybe it's time. You just feel like you just don't have time. God, show me how to rearrange my schedule in a way that would honor you and do all that you've called me to. Ask God to reveal what is it that's holding you back and then pray for his power to overcome it. God, I do come before you today and pray for every one of us, God, that you would, in fact, give us that next step You would help us to see exactly what it is that you want from us for the sake of your mission being accomplished in our worlds. God, would we not walk away from this place today with just more information, but would we walk away inspired and motivated to be on the fields? And God, for those who are already engaged and are doing amazing things, God, I pray that you would help to accelerate what you're doing. God, for those who maybe have been on the sidelines, God, would would you help to get them onto the field? And would you help us to run after you, God, the race that you've marked for us for the sake of bringing heaven here to earth. God, we do also just pray for the team that is getting ready to leave on Tuesday, all of the students who are going to Egypt and will be participating in the summer camp that's taking place there. God, we pray that you would give them an incredible vision of heaven here on earth. God, that they would see things that they've never seen before. God, we pray for protection for them. We pray for provision. God, we pray that you would give them influence and favor in all of the ministry that they're a part of. And and God, I pray that as they come back from that trip, that they would be inspired to live their faith out in an even new and fresh way. God, we love and are so grateful for what we get to see in our next generation here. And God, I pray that that would have generational impact from here on out. God, we love you and we trust you. And we pray all of this in the powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Would you give a hand one more time for our guests today?